What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. I nailed the title this time. I'm pretty stoked on that. I, I would I, ever happened. I had to concentrate really hard on it. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so the other day we got the opportunity. I or I got the opportunity to train with Rubio. You, I got the opportunity too, but I was sore from my previous training session. You or else you would have came out and done some stuff there. Yeah. But yeah, so Rubio, a great guy, an awesome, awesome kid. Um, it's, Let's back up. Who is Rubio and how did you meet him? Because you're just jumping right in. I am. I just. I don't even know how you met him. I just like to just hop into stuff. You do. You know? He doesn't explain anything. No context. Let's get started. So um, Rubio, great guy. Yeah, yeah, Rubio. Anyway, speaking of Rubio, no, Rubio is a good guy. Basically, for a long time, we knew of each other, or I probably knew of him a lot longer than he knew of me. But um, he, we went to the same club team. Like he was four years younger than I was, but we were at the same club, Westside Metros. I so played. was he good or were you bad? He was good, okay. and I was bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, we grew up, and we both went to Westside Metros. And this was probably around eight. I was like 17, 18, you know, right at my end of my uh, in youth Portland. career. Did you want to say that? In Portland, in yeah. Portland. And so he was on the Galacticos, where was a team that was four years younger than me. But their team was so good. And I, they were going like nationals doing all this stuff. And this kid, Rubio, you would hear it all the time. Rubio, Ruben, their forward. He was just scoring goals left and right and centered like it was crazy. And he was getting like national team call-ups, like all this stuff. And then at the age of 17, I think when I was in college, um, he went off to residency, which basically means that he go, went over to Florida at the IMG Academy and he got to the train. The modeling agency? Is that a modeling IMG agency? IMG models. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's also a model, guys. <laughs> no, but he basically got to train in, um, tr- uh, with the U17 U.S. national team. And so he was there for a long time. And obviously, his, you know, your name starts to get brought up a lot. He got a lot of recognition. And then he got over, went over to uh, Holland. And he played over there with FC Utrecht. And then he was over in Denmark for a little bit, Norway. And then now he's playing in Mexico um, for Liga MX. Which we're seeing tonight. Yeah, and we're going over there. I just got the tickets. They're right over there. But we're going to go to his game tonight. He got us some tickets, hooked us up with the tickets. So Boletos. 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 And so we got two tickets. and Or we got four tickets. And then so your parents are going to come as well. And we get to watch him play with the Cholos. So it should be pretty sick. And I haven't been in Mexico in like 10 years. And yeah. I'm technically going to be in Mexico tonight, which is kind of cool. <laughs> we're going to take New an country. Uber. Yeah, we're going to take an Uber across the border. Yeah. I don't know how the Uber situations work. Well, you probably have to border. cross the border and then take an Uber or a cab. We'll probably just do a cab over cab. here. It'll be easier. Um, but yeah, so I'll be cool. I haven't been to Mexico in like 15 years, I think. Did you go to Cabo? No. You Never. seem like a, a Cabo kid. Uh, Cancun. Yep, there it is. Cancun. <laughs> Even better. The real Mexico, you Yeah, know? we went to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> no, we were. We were uh, but yeah, so we'll be in Tijuana tonight. Uh, that should be really fun. But Ooh, it, we should get Mexican food tonight. In San Diego? I was thinking in Mexico. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hear it's really good down there. I do hear they have pretty decent Mexican food. Yeah. Mexico food. <laughs> Mexico. Oh my god. I can't. You guys, we have talked about this. So his speech now is probably like almost a hundred times better than it was when he first started. Yeah. He used to have to use a script. He used to have to plan out what he was going to say before the camera started rolling. So the fact that he even has a podcast or a YouTube channel yeah. or anything that has to do with communication is very impressive. But it's funny because he messes up all the time. 
And I've gotten to the point where I don't even notice it. And we only notice it when we are editing videos because yeah. we play it back and we're like, wait, you didn't speak English there, just... but I replied because yeah. I knew what you were trying to say. And I didn't even know what I was doing. Well, that's that. exactly what happened when I was a little kid. My, I would say stuff like to my teacher or somebody or like I'd go to the grocery store. My mom would be like, Matthew, um, ask for a banana. But and then my mom is like, He's, he wants a banana. And I'm like, yeah, my mom like can like understood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if you would have asked me or told me back four or five years ago when I didn't have a YouTube channel or anything, that's like, hey, you're going to actually be a YouTube influencer or like social media guy. You're going to do a lot of speeches. You're going to talk. You're going to have a podcast. I've been like, no, <laughs> there's like, no way. Like, who listening to that? Yeah. But no, it's, you come a long ways. And I like, yeah. I'm big it's on making. It's only when we're editing that we yeah. catch it and we're like, what was that conversation? You'd be yeah. like, hey, uh, go to Chipotle and Tay. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> We'd like, just you know, leave. Yeah, I got my point across. But exactly. you, I, I'm big on turning your weaknesses into strengths, though. Like, that's been my whole training. I like thing. to turn my strengths into weaknesses. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what do you mean you're big on that? That's what every human is big on. Well, shit. then why don't mo- more people uh, become as successful as me? <laughs> that was really <laughs> douchey thing to say. Thing right but, there. but then why don't? I mean, it's, I'm all about it. Like, I mean, I yeah. was so tiny and small in high school. So I worked really hard to be, have a more athletic and powerful physique. To be have a more athletic physique. Did I mess physique? up there? Yep. I didn't even notice it. it was and not correct grammar. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everybody tries to do it. But I feel like if you really focus, it's like left foot. Like my left foot's pretty decent now. You know, yeah. um, but anyway, so Rubio, uh, he, funnily enough, I've been kind of like following his journey throughout the, all this because he's from Portland, you know, big name. He's, mm-hmm. he's had U.S. men's national team caps, like played over in huge clubs over in Europe. This guy's, you know, tip of the cream of the crop. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Tip of the tip top. Of the cr- he's tip t- of the cream. He's tip of the top. Um, so I, I kind of like followed him on Instagram, you know, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I get a DM in on my become a leader. I don't know if it's become a leader personal one, and it's just from Rubio. And I was like, "Whoa, wait, Rubio!" I like Did you I, get butterflies. I got like, "Oh yeah," it's like a little. Um, Rubio. It was like, "Oh wow," it's just kind of cool that he kind of hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, I've been watching your videos for a while. I really like it. I see that you're in San Diego. Would you like to get a training session?" And I was like, "Dude, this is really funny because I I hundred percent know who you are. I've mm-hmm. been following you." I would love to get a training session in. And then we did that. And uh, it went great. Yeah, super cool kid. Like I said, just really down to earth, really humble guy. I mean, if you guys have seen the video, if you're watching this, you probably have already seen the training video with him. It's a but good video. Really good. Yeah. Um, pause for a minute, though. Oh, more that conversation. No, no, you don't have to edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your notebook right now. Is Cholos spelled like that? With an X? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you thought it was C-H? Yeah, but I guess they don't have CH. Well, like the slang term, like a cholo, is with a CH. But like the actual like the dog? team and the dog is with an X, yeah. Okay, because I just saw that. I was like, we're going to the solos game tonight. <laughs> the solos. Like, what's the solos? Yeah, yeah that's how it's spelled. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. You learn something new every day. Apparently, a cholo is a dog. Mm-hmm. It's like a really ugly unattractive, dog. <laughs> I was going to say unattractive. No dogs are ugly. Unattractive, hairless, chihuahua type monster mm-hmm. that's Dog. a pretty good way to describe it yeah monster yeah but uh i don't ask me how to say the full name i can't do it yeah wait oh it's on the ticket i think it's like a cholo yeah it's a really long one my spanish is almost fluent but i can't you're only fluent in cuss words and shit talking yeah pretty much that's it just when it comes to the stuff that you pick up from hearing other mexicans and other spanish speakers speak spanish thanks everybody has ever played with you uh-huh 
Um, but yeah, so super pumped for the game tonight. Uh, hopefully he gets in. He's been kind of like coming off the bench. He got 10 minutes, came off the bench in like the 80th minute in the last game. Well, you know what? Maybe he'll tell his coach that uh, Matt Sheldon's going to be watching. So I was just like, oh yeah, we'll get you in the game. Yeah, you'll start, play the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Maybe. We'll maybe see. they'll put you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never um, know. But yeah, pretty cool. And then also, um, you had a pretty big milestone. Almost milestone. Which one? I've had a lot of milestones lately. <laughs> Your website. This whole podcast, we're just being so cocky right now. Let's uh, just yeah. call this the cocky podcast. I'm just it the podcast. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you almost have 500 unique visitors to your website, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, so last month I had about 270 or 217 or something. Mm-hmm. So my average has been around like 220, something like that per month, mm-hmm. which is not that great, but it's something. And I've only had my website since like, I think like March or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this month is more than doubled already. Yeah. And it's not the end yet. Do you think, we talked about this all last podcast, do you think it's because you've been tracking it and now that's kind of pushed you to, to maybe pump out more content? Do I definitely think posts? it is because before I wasn't even really looking at my analytics uh-huh. and then you were kind of like, so what did you get last month and how many posts did you put out and like on what day was it the most popular? Yeah. Which, you know? which which uh, Instagram post drives the most traffic to your website? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think I need to be looking at that more. But now mm-hmm. that I am, I can see that it's actually working. Because yeah. it's like, it's kind of like you were saying with numbers earlier today that it's more like a competition than yeah. like actual views. And that's kind of how you see your YouTube too. You know, it's like you can't actually visualize 250,000 people. Mm. It's just a number. And you're mm. like, I want to get to the next one and beat the next person. It's all competition. Yeah. Like, and I think the, yes, I think it's a great way. And it doesn't, I don't want it to take it away from like, oh, I'm just doing this as like a, as like a numbers game. Like you're not making your website, your post just to get more numbers. No. It's, you work so hard on content. You work so hard on these blog posts. You work so hard on a video or a podcast. Yeah, you want, you more, people want more people to see it. And it's and I don't want to like devalue it as like it's a numbers game for me. But like when you put in so much effort into something, you have so much passion for it, you want to have more people look at yeah, it. Yeah, because I can see every single day how many people go onto my website and how many people click on each thing. So when I work like two or three days on this blog post that I'm really excited about and then only like 12 people see it. Yeah. It's like really disheartening. Mm-hmm. But it also, it all comes down to like, you know, what day you're putting it out, what time you're putting it out. Are you advertising it right? Do yeah. you have the right title? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like YouTube clickbaiting. You have to do for anything that you yeah. want people to read. Like even books. Like everything is uh-huh. appearance it's first. Attention. Yeah, it's like you want it to grab your attention. Attention is like the most powerful commodity out there. Wasn't there a book on that? Or where, where did you read that? I remember you talking about that. Um, yeah, Gary Vee talks a Gary lot v. about it. But it's just attention, like anything. I mean, as a soccer player, the players that get more attention are the ones that usually for, you know, it's good or bad. But if you get more attention and you have the skills and the play to back it up, mm-hmm. it's it can only be a good Let's thing. Let's talk about the hair. Oh, yeah. On the field, just as an example. I, well, thought, I thought it was interesting. You know, yeah, Se- Sebastian, yeah. and you can talk about Tavo, too. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Dahlgaard, he was a player back at St. Louis FC. He's from Denmark. Um, he's had a pretty good career, but he had this huge beard. like the, you know, Really full, strong, dark, yeah, thick beard. Yeah, like a full beard. And he would, I'd be like, why? Like, you know, were you ever going to shave it? Are you ever going to trim it down? He's like, no, nah, because, it, you know, people love it. Like, I, I get so much attention for it on the field. You know, people are like, oh, the guy with the beard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tavo had this long, like, mane. You know, look like an Indian, you know, or a Native American on the field. But he's Mexican, but he has this really long hair. 
And he would kind of say the same thing. I'll never cut it because any scout, any coach looks out and goes, oh, yeah, the long-haired guy. You know, yeah. Anybody. You say, oh, people even now will come on my videos like, hey, where's that long-haired player from St. Louis? The exactly. Guy with the when long you're on the field, tail. like a lot of guys can look the same, especially mm-hmm. if you're the same ethnicity, the same yeah. height, and you're watching it from far away. So when there's something that does draw your attention, yeah. like I, I will always remember Adam, your goalie, because he had red hair. Yeah. Like I remembered him specifically, and then everyone else kind of looked the same to me from far away and even up close like yeah. there's just those little things and it's smart it's like a marketing tool it for is yourself the marketing it, yeah. like if sebastian were to cut that off then everyone on the field no one would know who he was yeah and there's a lot of players that are like well you should just your skills should speak for themselves you know and it's like obviously yeah you need you obviously your play should speak for itself but when the scout goes home and, and or anybody scout coach other team mm-hmm. teammates whatever when they go home and they're thinking about their players or who they know if you have something like that it really does help you, you know. They'd be like, "Oh, you know, if if you have a, a player like Tava with his hair score a great goal, and then you have me score a goal, they'd be like, okay, who scored? I know the long haired guy scored one. Who scored and the other some, one?'" Some like average, <laughs> <laughs> one of the mill. What was I gonna say? What's another word for one of the mill? Average. Why do you need to? <laughs> there was but, a saying in my head. I was gonna say, and I can't think of it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's well, like you used to have the douche hawk like a lot more prominent and that's how i would find you on the field was your hair and yeah. you always had bright boots on mm-hmm. and that would help your grandma too because she wanted yeah to i always sort of have super bright shoes and my, my yeah, grandma she'd watch always on the computer know. and she's like i need to know which one you are yeah but it's, it's do you true think, do you think pros do that too like do you think that's why neymar always like bleaches his hair and changes it every time um well, that one guy with the fro i mean it's it's probably not a sole reason like a lot of it's not a sole reason but like it's just an added bonus. But why, out of like all other sports, do you think this has nothing to do with like actually playing soccer? But why does it seem like soccer players care more about like their hair and their appearance than like basketball or like whatever? Like every time I see Cristiano playing mm-hmm. or Neymar or whatever the other ones are, they have and Sergio Ramos like they they have a different haircut every game. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even know how they have that much hair, but like every game is different. Well, I mean. It definitely, like, if you look at it, football, baseball, you have hats, you know? And then Basketball. football, it kind of kills people. Like, a lot of these football players are, I was listening to something, uh, like a marketing thing. It's hard for these players to market themselves outside of football because a lot of people don't know what their faces look like. Obviously, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, the big ones, you're like, yeah. Yeah, like the guy with the long hair. He yeah. even insured that for, like, some mm-hmm. million. But a lot of these guys who are helmets who are not complete all-stars... They don't have that facial recognition that you get basketball and for soccer. And soccer, it's like, I do think it's because it's more of like a European, like kind of like pretty boy sport, you know, a little bit. Yeah, no, and that's just the culture that's kind of grew up around it, you know? So Is it true? I've read that Cristiano has like all these like superstitions about stepping on the pitch, but every single time he has to have his hair like different or like cut. I heard that before he like steps on the field. I don't know field. if that's a superstition, but um, he probably just likes to look clean and sharp when he steps on the field. I can see it. Um, but yeah, so that, and that's uh, that's definitely. How did we get onto that topic? <laughs> we we're talking about your analytics, and we started talking about um, standing, marketing, standing out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so um, marketing back to your website, everything. It's it definitely. I think tracking it, like it kind of leads to that competition within yourself to beat yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's huge. And actually, it's really funny because Mondo and I, Armando, you guys, he's been in a couple of videos. He's the goalkeeper. He loves to make 
everything. And I love to make everything too a competition. I know I hate when you everything guys hang out. Is a I hate it. <laughs> I, and I, I it switches for me. I'll just go from being like normal, blah blah blah, talking, and then now all of a sudden everything. Like we, we were walking and like we're picking up the balls, and he's like, hey, let's hit. like, and I was like, let's try to hit the trash can. You know, first one to hit it, and we're like drinking water. It's like chug your water. I bet I can beat you chugging the water. I know. And, and then, after he trains with him and he comes home, he's like still in that mindset, and it's really annoying because I'll be like, literally in the car yesterday, we were like going to Chipotle. And I was like, okay, is it a left? He's like, I don't know. Did you think it was a left? Because I thought it was a left first. And I was like, what? Like, this isn't a competition. We're yeah. driving. Like, <laughs> And that competition just fuels, like, the training session. They're so yeah. good. I mean, because this is – uh, I didn't film the last one that Armando and I had, but it was a really, really good training session. It was – we were out there for two hours and 40 minutes. And it honestly felt not that long. I know. You guys are always gone for so. I'm like, what is he doing? But we got out there and we just started with a very simple drill, two boxes, you know, we're pinging the ball into each other, just working on our first touch. Mm -hmm. And then if we mess up, then you lose, you get a point, you know, and we would play and it just, it, it frustrates me so much. And he was winning the first couple of times. I was so mad. We're doing the box. We took it a little bit farther back to longer passes, a little bit farther back. We did lace passes. I beat him on the lace passes. I was so stoked. Then we did some more lace stuff, some long balls, some juggling. Every single thing was a competition and it just yeah. pushes you and you focus so much more. Well, you were talking about my milestones and I think it'd be interesting. I don't know if you like have ever talked about it before, but you do have certain YouTubers that you like look up to and that you watch and that you try to beat mm -hmm. just in, you know, in subscribers and numbers because it just shows your growth. And it's just really cool to compare yourself to these people that you look up to. And yeah. it's cool because you just passed one that you've been yeah. trying to pass for a, the whole time you started. You have like a list, you know, like this one has the least amount so you can you can get to his level like first you know but you just got to yeah just past uh nick bear which is it's a big deal I yeah because i when i was starting youtube like or like when i was really starting to get serious about it in january of 2016 he had like ninety thousand subscribers and i had a hundred or something not a hundred thousand i had a like hundred subscribers and i was like i was watching him and the same thing as you said i was like wow this guy's big you know i love watching his videos um, I just really liked the way he kind of like made content and filmed. I thought it was really cool. And yeah, I just passed him. He has 216,000. I think I have 219,000, 220,000. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, it's just, and again, it's not about the numbers, but it's just a little competition thing that kind of forces me and makes me work harder and all They're that like stuff. They're like benchmarks almost, you know, just yeah. like, just compare yourself to other people and grow. And mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. And I think... Um, Mondo and I actually talked about this a lot when we were talking about why we love the competition, all this stuff. And he was talking about in his video about you can't compare yourself to anybody, but it's like a very weird blend that you should only be focused, not only, you should be focused mainly on yourself and your, in your development, your improvement, stuff like that. Like that's what you really should be focused on. Um, but at the same time, you also need to focus on others and comparing yourself to others and have that competition because it forces you to be better. You mm -hmm. just can't look at others so that it brings you down. I feel like you can do that sometimes with, yeah. <laughs> with people. Like you'll look at somebody and instead of maybe getting motivated to do that or seeing what they're doing, you can kind of use someone else's to kind of like bring yourself down and you have to realize that maybe you're not at the same point yet, you know, that you can get there, but I definitely well, I, think I mean, I've mix. said it before, but I think it's just hard because, like, I live with someone who's successful on all these, like, platforms and everything. So mm. it's kind of hard to, like, always be the one that's, like, less. Yeah. It's it's just, like, you living with Mondo. Like, you know, or you living with Ramon or Chris. It's, like, you're living with the people that could be doing better than you one day. Yeah. And it's, like, 
it could bring you down sometimes, but I think it helps mm-hmm. too. Yeah, because I think it definitely should Not be... Not that you my competition, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, and I think like for me, like I'll like look at um, just myself and my improvement for like soccer or whatever, soccer or on YouTube or whatever, and be like, wow, the progression is awesome. You know, it's, it's so great, all that stuff. But, and people say, I don't think it's right to be like, you should never compare yourself to others. Because yeah. I do think like... I do think like there's been times where I've been working in the gym or I've been training and I see somebody else training in their work ethic and I'm like, their, you know, their gym program is better than mine. They're doing more on the field. They're getting way better training sessions in than I am. And it kind of wakes you up and forces you to elevate your own training, your own game. Well, you're really good at like observing and like applying things to your own life and like mm. some people don't do that. Like some people don't go to the gym and like they're not open to seeing other people as like a learning opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you're always like looking at someone being like, how can I take what they're doing to help me? Because mm-hmm. everybody know every every single person on the planet knows something you don't know. And every single person has an experience or can teach you something. Yeah, there, someone said a quote, I think it was like Bill Gates or something, but he said that like, if you, <laughs> I should really know the actual quote, but he was saying something like, if you like think that you can't learn anything from anybody else like mm-hmm. you're done growing yeah. you know because you can always take something from somebody else yeah and, and that's i why... think that that that's like a, a true sign of someone's intelligence if they're willing to like listen i think that's what it was, it was about listening mm-hmm. because like a lot of like really smart people or successful people like don't want to take advice from anybody else or don't want to you know see how yeah. they're doing it and I think you're really good at that. Well, I mean, even when I train with like other pros, other people, um, I'm always like, you know, I a lot of them always want me to do get the drills because I kind of run this, and so I have a lot of drills and a lot of what? training sessions. Yeah. But a lot of times I'm like, no, 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 like, do you have a drill? Like, I like I training over in Tulsa. Jeff would always be like, oh, I, got, I got a drill. Like, I'll show you. And I'm like, yes, because I want to see what they do and their drills yeah. and what they it's work on. It's boring to always do, like, yeah. your own thing. And see, even with workouts, I was like, I'll follow you. Like, let, let me follow like you. That's like why sometimes when I go to the gym, I text you. I'm like, can you give me a shoulder workout? Because I'm just sick of what I'm yeah. doing, you know? And it's nice to hear, like, how somebody else is doing mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, I love doing that. And, it, and I think that was even at the gym. I was always kind of like, like that, especially when I had knew nothing, I tried to soak up everything. Mm-hmm. I would I would go to the gym at 13, 14 years old, scrawny me, and I'd hop on the bench press. That's what I was kind press. of like thinking about my head when I was talking about yeah. this. Yeah, and I had like little... I'd go on the bench press and put the two and a, I literally put the two and a half on each side and did like my ten That's or twelve cute. reps and struggled. <laughs> oh my god, I was, it, it wasn't embarrassed because I, I was, it was the same thing. I was like, well, this is I'll get there, you know. Yeah, you're like. I just I'm new. Be five, but then so. I would yeah, <laughs> but I would go up to a guy with like a very athletic like soccer physique, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody who was like in his 20s, 10 years older than me, obviously works out a lot. I would be like, this is what I'm doing. Like, all right, I'd go up to them and I'd see them squatting. I'm like, hey, um, I want to do that exercise. Like, what is, What are you squatting? Like, what, why are you doing it? What? How much weight are you doing? How? What's the proper technique? Can you watch my technique? And nine times out of 10, I don't even, probably 10 times out of 10, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience with this. You ask someone who's doing that, they're so excited to teach you because mm-hmm. it just shows like you value their opinion. And I'm like, look, I want to do exact. I want to basically be you. Mm-hmm. You know, can you show me how to squat? I want to learn how to deadlift. I want to learn power clean. And they yeah. would, they'll watch you, they'll do it. They, I've had guys literally stop what they're doing in the middle of their workouts 
come over to me, come into my station, watch me try to power clean. And I'll be like, oh, thanks, man. I'll get you, let you go back to your workout. I was like, no, 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 get another set. I'll watch, I'll watch. And I'll do it. He's like, that's it, man. You get it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's so cool. Well, because the same type of person as you. Yeah. And like, so that's like a big thing. It's like, if you're trying to, if you're ever scared about anything, like go up to someone and just straight up ask. Because the, the thing that kills you, especially for me in the gym now, mm-hmm. is when I see kids doing stuff for people, anybody with bad technique I was going to say, it's so hard to watch someone do something badly because you never want to go up to someone and tell them yeah, you don't be that, guy. that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I've even had people do that to me like when you tell me to do something a certain way, like with bench, for example, like if you do squeeze your shoulder blades together and you push your chest out a little bit, it's going to be more chest and less shoulders. Yeah. And that's just how it is. And it, you, it, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's cheating, but some people think it's like cheating. And so I was doing it like a little bit, like I would pinch my shoulder blades together before I'd lay down. And I remember this like, guy this like middle-aged man like came over to me he's like hey try doing it without arching your back next time yeah no the arching the arching your back it literally stabilizes and helps and makes it safer for your back and shoulders yeah i was like thanks but it's like i I don't need i wasn't asking for your opinion but i mean i appreciated him trying but i i didn't do you also think it's because you're a girl and it's a little like sexist like oh i I, do i was like you would never i thought that i mean i was like you would never come over and tell that to a guy like if they were doing that yeah and i wasn't even like crazy arching like there's some people who like like this i was just barely literally barely like pinching i wasn't even doing it enough like Mm -hmm. i should be doing it more but now now every time i bench i'm like scared that some guy is gonna come over to me and tell me like to stop doing that yeah, that's like, where you just do that. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks. And he's smiling. Uh, do you yeah. want to, could you... Uh, yeah, like maybe on shoulder day I'll do that. Yeah. No, but like, and that's honestly, I've noticed um, as I've like kind of like built up like a better physique or soccer and, and, and in the gym, I feel like I could do more crazier stuff without, or being, without being judged or criticized or anything mm-hmm. because people automatically go, instead, if I had a like a really bad body or if I was like a girl, let's say, or doing something like that and I was in the gym doing something weird, you know, let's say like a single leg deadlift, um, Romanian deadlift, single leg, doing something weird and like then also adding like a little jump to it at the end for more explosion. People are like, stop doing that. Like, let's focus, yeah. you know, and then for me, if I'm doing it, people are like, oh, he's an athlete, you know, that's cool. Well, see, that's what I told you because I told you that I'm always scared to try new things, especially in the gym. Yeah. And you, you always like, you don't get mad at me for it, but you think I'm like kind of being ridiculous, but I'm like, I'm not like a professional athlete going out there and doing a sled push for the first time because like if I was you, then no one would like think twice. Yeah. But I just feel like because like I'm not a professional, like I don't, I don't, I'm not an athlete. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's just more scary. And even said, you're like, yeah, that's true. Like if I went out there and lifted this, the sled push, like no one would even like say anything like, to oh, me. He's got a pretty yeah, crazy like, regimen wow, like, going I've been on. using it wrong this whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, it's definitely true. It's definitely just true. Yeah. Um, but, but I do feel like the more you get confident with yourself, like, like even now, like I'm like, I'll go do something weird. Yeah. Like, and like care. now to like your credit, like I'll be like, yeah, try the uh, battle ropes. Let's get the ropes and do it. And you're like, oh, I want to see you do it first. And I literally do it. I'm like, yeah, well, just pick them up and then just kind of slam them down. See, and I know how to do it because <laughs> yeah. I watch YouTube videos all the time on people lifting mm-hmm. and I see people doing it at the gym. But like, it's just scary like that first time. And now I'm like. Oh, like why did I even think twice about it? Like yeah. you literally are just going. And like then you this. literally, because you walked up, and I'm like, and after that, like after you saw me, I'm like, yeah, just give it a try, Mimi. You literally walked up, no hesitation, picked him up, started going, and like, I know. perfect. That was the same with the sled push. I was like, you do it first. You're like, all right, so you're just gonna push. Just t- take it in. Yeah. And push. I was like, because hmm. I mean, all those movements too are functional movements yeah. to like show to replicate stuff that you're really doing. So I mean, it literally I mean, is just the most natural thing. Much. 
yeah you know, I mean just, my day but <laughs> yeah <laughs> not sometimes <laughs> but uh but yeah no it's definitely is it's funny when am I battle roping in my <laughs> daily life what what yeah. is that mimicking well I, that's what's kind of funny about functional movements is there's like a lot of jokes about it like oh functional movement like well everything's a functional movement. the only functional one I could see being functional would be a deadlift and kind of a squat mm. but not like I don't think I would be squatting with heavy weight in normal life yeah yeah I yeah. might be deadlifting yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, just doing a podcast right now. You you can come in. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you. They were like really good. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I gotta try this. I after the podcast, I'll do it. Thank you. You should try it on it. Try the. He's never had a crunchy taco from Chipotle, so my mom just brought him one. That looks good. Is that a steak one? Looks like it. Chew. <laughs> is it good? Mm-hmm. How many do you think you would need to be the equivalent of a burrito? Eight. Eight? <laughs> no, oh probably like five. That's really good. Um. Yeah. I don't know if you going to Chipotle. I maybe would have said something. No, I'm not. I'm not that hungry. We've already had Chipotle every day this week, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, Rubio tricked us into going to Chipotle yesterday. Yeah, we drove all the way home to Chula Vista to meet Rubio for lunch. Because he was going to hand us the tickets. And to get the tickets. And he's like, yeah, let's go to Chipotle. And we, like, always go to Chipotle. We were so open to it. We're like, sure. Like, we'd love that. And then he's like, no, you guys just eat, and I'll just give you your tickets. Because <laughs> he, he had lunch the stadium Yeah, before. and so we were just eating there. I'm like, did Rubio just trick us into going to Chipotle yeah. again? <laughs> like it was the good, fifth though. time. I just love, I mean, it's just so, such simple ingredients. It's cheap. You get a huge meal, and it's got a it's lot of protein. It's pretty consistent, too. Mm-hmm. Like, so I love it. things, like, you'll get, like, again, and it's, like, mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Cholo's game. But anyway, back to, like, kind of gone on to a new topic now. But I was reading, I got my new book, the Mamba Mentality book. That's Kobe Bryant's new book. Wait, I want to have a prop. It's a podcast. It's a video podcast. <laughs> but I just got this book. We went to Barnes & Noble the day after it came out and got it. I'm, I'm and uh, it's, I haven't really read it. I'm about 10 pages in, but I've kind of like flipped through it a lot. And I've been sent so many little pictures of like different pages in this about like Kobe. It's literally written by Kobe Bryant and his whole mentality. But there's this one part. Really? It's about his mentality. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this one part where he's like talking about, he says in the whole book, it's about like, listen to your body, listen to your body. And I was like, that's 100% right about listening to your body. Because like, he says like, above all else, all you have to do is like, listen to your body. You know it. Some days, you know, some days I stretch more. Some days I might go a little bit heavier in the gym. Sometimes I might stop doing this. Sometimes I might completely rest. It's all about just listening to your body. And that's what you have to do. And I was like, it's, it's so true about that. Because um, this week with Armando, oh God, I'm so distracted right now. Wait, I want to read the dedication <laughs> in it. It's cool. I just think that this, he reminds me of you in this because it's like he wants to teach people. But it says, this book is dedicated to the next generation of great athletes. May you find the power in understanding the journey of others to help create your own. Just make it better than this one. That's cool. That's really cool. Did you even read that? I did. I like that. Yeah. I um. I want to read this now. I know I'm on page like ten. Let's just do an excerpt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but the the book's so cool though because it just like 
you get this opportunity to get into the mind of somebody about some stuff. And like he had a, he had a part about motivation, how he doesn't need motivation. Where it's like, what's the point of motivation? I do, if I want to play basketball, Go play basketball, I need to work. Like I need to work out. I can't have pro basketball without my workouts, my trainings, my recovery sessions, everything. So he was like, how does that require motivation? I want to play basketball. That's my motivation. I'm going to get all my workout. I just, he's like, I just do it. I wake up and I do my workout. I just wake up and I train. I wake up and I go yeah. through all that. Well, and like in the dedication too, he's saying like, you know, all people wanting to be a great athlete should read this and take what they can from it. Like mm-hmm. that's your whole thing with your whole channel and your Instagram. Like you don't post Insta stories to, for your friends or for yourself. Yeah. You're posting it specifically to show everybody out there like what you eat every day what mm-hmm. you're doing like what your rest day looks like yeah it's like it's not for you none of that none of that's for you the quotes are not for you it's for everybody else and mm-hmm. if people are actually going to use them mm-hmm. it's up to them you know and i bet to be honest like i don't want to be cynical but i i bet a lot the majority of the people don't use it you yeah know? like gary v even says like because you love gary v yeah um I always like watch, there's like always videos on like Facebook and stuff like that, like his, you know, motivational talks. And he's like, you know what? Everyone's going to watch this video. They're going to be fired up. They're going to feel so motivated. Then they're going to share the video or just like it or show their friend. And then they're going to be done. Yeah. And like, that's it. And he's like, I don't want you to share this video or to like it or to comment on it. Like, you know how many times I've been hit up by friends, by people, by everybody, parents, friends of parents, like make a workout routine for me, make this thing for me. And then I'm like. I like at first I was like for sure I would make it. I spent all this yeah. time. I, you know, I spent hours you crafting your it. Soccer programs for free at yeah. first because you were just helping people. And I would send it all out and do all this for these people. And like they would literally go to a gym for a week. And then I say the next week, I'm like, how's the program going? I'm like, oh well, I haven't started. I'm like, it blew my mind. I've I've been the person like, if I start something, I in this eight week program, I do the entire. I, it's not even a question to stop. Yeah. And like. I just, it blows my mind how so many people have this, like, they they go through waves of that. And it's like, just dedicate yourself. Just do it. Like, just do whatever you want but to see, do. see, if everybody did do that, everybody would be a professional athlete. That's <laughs> probably true, yeah. And you wouldn't want that, yeah. you know? Like... It'd be a lot harder. If everybody did that, they would be like him. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. And I, I, I mean, it seems so simple, but so many people, and I even with my free workout program, like, I wonder, the off-season program, I've literally sent out for free. I wonder how many people, and mainly I don't expect people to do exactly that or anything because it's my, it's my program I created for myself. And a lot of people probably just want to look at it to see what I'm doing so they can kind of tailor, turn their workouts, which mm-hmm. is completely fine. But I wonder how many people got that workout program and said, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my workout program too, which is awesome, which is fine. If you want to copy my workouts, perfectly fine. But then I wonder how many people have stopped already, you know? It'd be interesting to like take a poll every week, like to have like an eight week program where they follow you and like yeah. see how like who stays till the end. I I bet it wouldn't be me. Because didn't you say that so many people buy your programs and then they never open the email? Yeah, I could I could see. Um, he can see who actually opens the program. Yeah, I can see who downloads it, so I can literally see um, if you've downloaded the program or opened up the email. I've had people buy programs like two years ago, and I'm just kind of like go through, and they've never they've buy, gone to my website. Bought the program, spent their money on a program, and then never got the email at it. sent to them, and they've never opened it. See that? That's incredible. Yeah. That is like mind blowing. But I mean, uh, yeah, and I don't like. It's just for me. I just I've I've never been like that, and I feel like it's not like a bad thing because if 
if you're not serious about it, you should know. I'm not saying if you're not as serious about working out or training or soccer or anything as me, it's a bad thing. Because I know that I'm obsessed with it. And you I are, know that, um, that that's not like a kind of a good way to live. Because I have sacrificed so much of my of my life. You know, I've sacrificed so many things um, because of working out. But it's because those of soccer. people that aren't like that that wonder why they're not as successful. That's the thing that kills me is that when people go, well, you got lucky. You know, this is you only became a pro because you're lucky or because of this or because your of this. Or yeah. Or yeah, your genetics. That's why you ha- that's why you're so strong and all that stuff. And it's just like kills me because it's like, no, you guys didn't see for 15 years. I haven't missed a gym session. You know, I go for I I haven't took a week off from the gym Except for today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, but it's my program. I have yeah, off no, day. I know. But like, kidding. I haven't taken a week off of the gym. Even was mm-hmm. even for my surgery, I would go to the gym and I'd do my walk. I go to the treadmill and put it up on the incline and do a five minute walk, and that yeah. was my gym routine. I've never missed a, a week of a gym, and it's just I don't know. And then so it's like I wish I wish you could have seen fifteen years of work and training and workouts and all this stuff, and then you wouldn't be saying that like I got lucky or I have good genetics or anything, you know. And that's that, that's how it's gonna be for every single person. Yeah. From the outside, because you can never see that. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, you are showing that, and still people. I know some say that. people still. I, I show every single workout for three years. <clears throat> and I show what a quarter of my workouts and a quarter of my trainings probably. Mm-hmm. And. Even like this off season's been incredible. You've filmed like I think every single session except for like two. Yeah. So far, Working yeah. Working out and training. You've never done that before. Yeah, I've been filming everything. Always have my camera on now, but um. Plugging the off seasons. Season. <laughs> this is plugging the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you think of uh, what do you think of uh, the the new gym, the workouts there? How are you doing with your stuff? I like it. I just I told him I was really bummed because I was like going, I was doing really good. I was even doing like two classes a day and like my own workouts and cardio in the morning and stuff. But then I got sick, and I like just couldn't even do it. Like I would go in my garage on the treadmill like while I was sick and I would like try to even just like incline walk and I felt like I was gonna pass out yeah and it's just so annoying just like plateauing like that but I feel like I'm finally feeling okay again Mm -hmm. but then kind of stayed up last night you've been and about not missing a workout like basically I think it was like in 2016 2015 maybe 14 or something when we were like first met and I started kind of like taking you to the gym and you worked out, you had your workouts and everything, but all of a sudden you just started and you, same thing, you have not stopped. Mm-mm. You have, when, when was the last time you had a week off the gym when that you were not forced to with a sickness or like with a surgery or something? I feel shitty with myself, about myself mm-hmm. and physically if I don't go like for like two days. Yeah. That's weird. Even, Two days is weird. Yeah. I was like I, I still feel weird about one day and then I'm like, well Shelly takes rest days. So maybe <laughs> I should take a rest day. Like yeah. and, the, and the rest days are it's so they're so crucial because like even this week, I trained for three hours with Armando. Same thing, competition, all that stuff. Then I did my day one of my yeah. of my workout program. Tuesday again, super hard training session, another workout. Wednesday, another I drove up to train with Armando and Zini again, trained for like two and a half hours, and then had like another hour workout, and I was dead. And by the end of that training session, my legs, I could just feel it felt heavy. My mind was starting to go. I was just feeling so tired and over, like just overworked. And I was like, oh man, like. Yeah, you like knew that you needed it. I could feel it. And I even had in my glute, almost hamstring insertion, like right high, super high up on my hamstring and glute inside of my left thigh. It felt tight. And that, 
that tightness before is if you push through that and you keep working, that's going to turn into a muscle strain. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I only really feel good about my rest days like when I've earned them. Yeah. But it's different because like I don't play games. I don't go out and train like you do. Yeah. But I do like lift and then at a certain point, like maybe once every like two weeks or something, I get to the point where like everything hurts. Like uh-huh. I'm sore everywhere. And you just know, like you know in the back of your mind that if you were to go, it would be really bad. It would be a bad workout. Or, so it's yeah. just like, like I usually think like it's better to go than nothing, like the not going at all, but you know when it's going to be really bad. And yeah. you're like, that's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. And like, that was that was on Thursday. I, I felt like I even walking around, I could feel, I was saying, like, yeah, I feel tight. Like, yeah, my leg like, feels well, then tight. Stop, you freak. You've um, gone like four, you've done like three days. Like, yeah. And I, just, I felt like week. tight. And I'm like, you know what? Thursday is going to be completely off. No workout, no training session, nothing. Yeah. And you were like, killed me. You were I was like, off. I didn't know what to do. All day I felt weird. Yeah. But then, um, Friday, I woke up, felt amazing. Like I could feel it the next day after sleeping on the, my leg, it felt better. It wasn't as tight. Well, see, it's hard. It's hard to take your own advice and to like actually apply these things to your real life because they do say like you need a rest day. Like don't work out every single day of the mm-hmm. week. Work out you know five to six times a week. Yeah. And they always say get eight hours of sleep, give your muscles time to rebuild and repair and everything. And I feel like most of my life, I'm like yeah, you know five, eight. What's the difference? But yeah. like. Now that we've actually been doing eight, I'm like, wow. You feel good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't I, really have that midday lull as much. Yeah, you know? I've been getting, I, I'm really strict with eight hours of sleep. Like, I'm super strict. Yeah, we'll be like in the middle of the video, there's like two minutes left. He's like, nope, eight hours. And he'll just like <laughs> turn the lights off. I'm like, okay. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm waking yeah, up at five. Hours. He needs his eight hours. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, no. I, and so I took Thursday off. And I let it kind of recoup. My leg was, I was like, it's definitely feeling better. I even felt what walking around, I could still feel a little tightness. Again, stuck the whole day off. And then Friday, I or I slept on it. And then again on Friday, I felt great. No yeah. tightness, you nothing. You trained and we worked Trained, out. worked out, felt amazing. Now I have no tightness, anything. So it's that whole idea, Kobe Bryant, everybody. Listen to your listen body. Listen to your body. I li- and if you catch that early, all it takes is one or two days off. And you're set. And then maybe the next day after in the gym. But don't let it fool you. Don't be like, oh, you know, I'm kind of tired today. Yeah, there's like, a difference. to my body. Because yeah. you have the devil on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to listen to that one. You want to listen to God, like... Yeah, how many times I hear that alarm at 5 o'clock in the morning go, ba da 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 And I'm like... <sighs> and like I don't should even I... hear it. It's really <laughs> weird. I don't actually think you have an alarm. Well, most of... Lately, I've been on, so, like, on cue it's with like my time. I, I wake up at, like, 4.40, 4.45, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm awake. And so I, uh, and he's mo- over in the corner of my room with all the lights off, just, like, typing. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, because I, I have to do a little bit of work and some stuff done before I go and train or do something. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, like you said, you... I hear that alarm sometimes. I'm feeling groggy or tired sometimes. Most of the time, I actually feel pretty good now. I mean, now. nobody like wants to wake up at yeah. four in the morning when it's dark. And then like, you hop in a cold car and you put on all those clothes and you go all the yeah. way up to Irvine and have to drive an hour to go train. And then... Um, we were saying it's so nice to be like done with your workout at like eight. Yeah. But like that, that listen to your body, it's like there's a difference between being lazy and tired versus actually physically needing a rest day. And... I think as you start to develop and grow, you understand the, how, difference. the difference between having that body fatigue and you're like, I need that rest day so my body can, body can and mind can recoup versus I just don't have motivation to train right now. And if you can learn the difference between those two, when to push through it, when to not, 
when that you're just actually lazy and you need to man up and go or whatever. Most of the time, if you're confused, just go. <laughs> you're probably okay to go. Yeah. And you know deep down, like, if something in your body feels off, yeah. and cool it. Like, take it easy. Because yeah. that was in 16, I, I strained, I was out, had, a, like, almost a degree three strain of my glute because I was squatting. I did the same exact thing. I felt the tightness. And you kept going. And I kept going. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be weak. I got to keep going. And then that was on a Friday. And then on the Saturday, I did a soccer tournament, and I played in three games over the weekend. And the fact that kids even do tournaments like that is ridiculous to me. Some crazy. people play multiple games in a day. Yeah, I've done that before. Like as a that's kid. not that's not healthy. It's just, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's going to get more touches on the ball, but I do think those weekend tournaments where you play four or five games on the weekend is is not very smart. Yeah. I think the closest I ever got to feeling that fatigued was in college when I was doing double days like every single day Mm -hmm. I'd wake up at like five when the sun was like starting to rise it was so cool and I'd do my cardio and then I'd come back and then I would lift at like noon or something Uh but I just remember like certain days where like I would just be laying on my bed and I just couldn't move like my I was like mentally drained I was like physically drained yeah and it's just like that it's more like exhaustion to me than like I don't know yeah exhaustion is a good it's way. just it hits you yeah. and it only it only hits me like once every couple of weeks or like months of doing that mm-hmm. but like I just remember specifically there was a couple of days I even texted you I was like Shelly I was like I just can't do it today like <laughs> I can't do it you're like then don't oh okay oh <laughs> <laughs> that's an option okay yeah, and it's crazy what one day of not doing it, the next day how motivated but you are. what's so crazy, though, is how, like, when you are really motivated and you do work out and it is part of your life, how absolutely lazy you feel even when you know you deserve it and you are fatigued. You know, like, when you didn't go yeah. to the gym on Thursday mm-hmm. or do anything, you, like, you hated it. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the back of your mind, there's always, like, you know, I should just do something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... Maybe just a little thing. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because you get so addicted, you know? It's almost like a drug and you like... Whoa. It is, yeah. It is a drug. But you have to take a break. It's just like it's like caffeine. You need to take a break so you get your tolerance back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or um, down, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing. I posted... It's kind of funny. I posted the, the Ronaldinho drill on uh, my Instagram. Oh, yeah. And I got like three comments or something from people just really not liking the drill. Like, this is so stupid. Why would you ever do this? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, first off. It's a drill. First off, don't, <laughs> if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I'm, same thing. Like, it's, what if someone goes, no? It's funny how people, like, I'll be, not only I'll be outside training, working, and trying to improve myself, you know, then I come home, edit, do all this other stuff. And then you have somebody who's literally on their phone, hanging out, you know, on a couch or whatever, mm-hmm. go, this is so stupid. You're not going to improve from it. And, like, it's kind of ironic, you know? It's like yeah. you're telling me that I'm not going to improve or do anything while you're on your phone watching me work, you know? <laughs> it's that quote. It boils down to my favorite quote of all time, the critic account, or the man in the arena, where it's like the critic is not the one who counts because, you know, there's going to be people who are always shouting at the man in the arena, telling him that he can't do stuff or what he's doing is stupid or it's not it's not a, of a worthy cause or mm-hmm. whatever. But the credit always belongs to the guy who's in the arena doing it. And it's like, okay, if you don't think that drill is going to work, if you don't want to... You don't have to do it. And then second of all, it's like people are like, oh, they were mad because my head was down and I'm dribbling. But there's situations in the game where you have your head down in a tight space and you do some tight touches. And it's like, yeah, there's another guy who's like, well, once you beat a defender, you need to push it and go. It's like, yeah, but I'm not working on that right now. I've done drills where I do one hard move and push it past the cone. This drill right here 
was just so I could work on that tight space control and just improve that little aspect yeah. of my game. Well, what's crazier to me is just that like when someone's trying to like offer you advice, especially someone who's like professional, <laughs> like I mean, you don't have to take it, yeah. but like maybe with a grain of salt, yeah. or just like listen and try to apply it in some way to your life. It's I mean, but that's the same thing. Like Kobe's telling people how to be Kobe. Like this book yeah. is telling you, it says how I play. Like yeah. he's telling you how to be Kobe mm-hmm. and there's people who aren't going to do it. And yeah. that's what's crazy. And everyone's going to be like, well, you know, you, you had special skills, you know, mm-hmm. genetics. <laughs> all right. Well, that will be the podcast for today. The Against All Odds podcast. Mimi, do you want to sign us off? Yeah, I'm really hot right now, so... You I, every single time we do a podcast, you put on pants and a sweatshirt, and then you complain about how hot you are. It's I just mine. think it looks better on camera than if I was like wearing a tank top. Why? It's just cooler. Do you guys like it when Mimi wears a sweatshirt? Do you think it makes it more professional? <laughs> yes. Honestly, I don't have that much like summer clothes if you which look is in my smart closet, for, since you live in I san know, diego it's, it's incredibly stupid. if you look at my closet it's all sweaters yeah all sweaters then, i am hot all the time and the thing is too is that you don't like do you have a t-shirt under there right now no <laughs> i'd get hot if i did that i can't it's like mimi that you put a t-shirt especially when you in all you people who are not in san diego who live in a climate that actually changes the weather you know that you have a t-shirt and then you put on a sweatshirt and maybe you have a jacket so then when it's cold and rainy you have the jacket and then it starts yeah to, but then you're hotter because you have two layers on but then you take off the jacket yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to end this so I can go take this off. What's right? <laughs> something else. All right. This was the Against oh, All Odds podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.